I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome to the Vampire's Piss Podcast, the number one podcast about 1987's Vampire's Kiss. I'm pretty sure that's the year. I didn't really think about it before I said talking, but you know. Uh, it's either that or 88. We should we should know by now. I, I'm a... I'm gonna say 87 with confidence. Mm. I love it. Yeah, and if we're wrong, you know, so what? Fucking so uh, I get, you know. Unless another Matt, podcast comes up and then, like, they get the year right, then they're the number one Vampire's Kiss podcast, I guess. Ah, uh, that's true, that's true. Um, anyway, who are we, Matt? It's so early. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit <laughs> earlier where you are. Yeah, it's like 7am. I don't normally wake up this early, but I do yeah. it for you. That's true. You know, much like much like Peter trying to get that early therapy appointment, you know, we are recording this podcast. Really. <laughs> it's true. It's pretty early in the morning for him, I bet. Actually, I don't know if that's true. He's been he'd been out all night and then uh, I don't know. This movie is uh time is weird in this movie. It is, you know. Because, you know, he's he's living the nightlife. Like, who knows? Who knows how long they've been looking for that contract? Who knows? With, like, anything, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, I introduced myself. I'm Cassidy. Oh, yeah. It's it's 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Matt. And it is 10 a.m. So not quite uh, as bad for me, but... It's, uh... How, how, how did you feel about the watch last night matt uh well it was kind of a long day yesterday so i was i was Mm -hmm. getting pretty sleepy not gonna lie but yeah i feel that it was it was earlier for me when i started the watch but it also had been a long day i'd been working in uh from like nine to nine to seven yeah yeah uh so i was maybe not as tired but i was pretty fucking tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) This movie's a a weird beast when you watch it and you're like exhausted. That's true. But you know We gotta do almost it. it's the cross yeah. that we, we have chosen to bear for some reason. Yes. This is the axe we're grinding and we're gonna grind it till there's nothing left. Yeah, and you know I think in a way this is one of my favorite movies, you know? I guess mm. so. Like at the it's very definitely least, gonna hold yeah a special place in our lives. Yeah, most certainly. Like, if anyone ever mentions this, like, we're gonna have like all the answers. Oh yeah. Like every single angle that you could look at this movie, like, we'll have come to those conclusions. Yes, it's true. Um, I think I I came to the conclusion that the movie wanted me to last night for yeah. the first time. They wanted you to what? uh it wanted me to well i think this movie wants you to sympathize with peter Lowe, 
Yeah. And recognize that he's such a lonely bitch. Yeah. And that it's so miserable for him because he is surrounded by people who are together all the time. Mm. And I didn't really realize that until um, this watch when I realized that there's, like, basically in every scene that's not at, like, the office, um, there's, like, couples everywhere. There is, yeah. He's constantly And that's why he's... Yeah, that's why he's always like having a having a fit because uh, he's like like that that one scene where he's calling he's trying to call his doctor and then she doesn't answer so then he calls Jackie Mm -hmm. to like set up a date with her that he's gonna stand her up on yeah in that one scene alone there's like uh. There's, like, two or three couples that, like, walk out of the apartment building and out into the street while he's, like, on the phone. Right. And he also passes the mimes twice. Yes, he passes the mimes, which I guess are a couple of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... About the mimes. So, in the beginning Mm -hmm. scene where Peter's taking uh, Jackie home, Mm -hmm. there's, like, a part where, like, a cab is beckoning him and he's like, come on, come on. And they're just like they're yeah. just like doing their little like dorky medieval role play thing, and then yeah. the guy's like, "Ah, oh, you fucking mime," you know, and it's like, "Oh, <laughs> you mime." Wait, does he say that? He does. He calls him a fucking mime, which doesn't make any sense because he's like he's being pretty <laughs> chatty, you know. Yeah, just like a random insult, but you know, makes you think like, "Oh, are those mimes like a metaphor for Peter and Jackie?" Perhaps who knows. <laughs> Oh, maybe. I I hadn't even noticed that. I, I, I guess so distracted because he says, like, you fucking cocksucking fuck you. And yes. he, like, says that a bunch of times. And I, like, and they're like, be gone or some shit. Yeah, they're like, be off. Be off. You fucking nerds. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, That's interesting. I'm going to look out for that next time. Yeah the mime i mean the mimes i think are like a pretty you know like on the nose like imagery for like how peter feels about his relationships you know yeah yeah they whoa oh they really are huh yeah because peter like even like in his positive relationships at first like he just like pushes people away for some reason I don't know, because of insecurity or whatever. Like, he talks about it. Yeah. You know, in the first scene where he was like, you know, I, you know, I was going to tell her to go away after I made the coffee or go to the bathroom. He was like, no, that's mm-hmm. not true. You know, I always wanted to go her away, but I wanted to, you know, push it off for the last minute or whatever. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um, you're blowing my mind. This mime shit, especially, because... Yeah. Those mimes start off dancing before one of them hits the other. Yeah. It's like they're dancing, then the male mime hits the female. Yeah. And then... The female hits... I'm talking about these mimes as if they're not humans, which I don't think they are because they're like a clown, and clowns are definitely not humans. Mimes are like a subspecies of subhumans, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. They're like a... They're like a a French breed of clowns. Yeah, there's like... (laughs) There hasn't like. Which, any... Why are they in New York City? That's the other part that freaks me out. They're like outside of their natural habitat, which is Paris. 
because you know you make it here you can make it anywhere man you know they're just <laughs> they're just two minds with a dream and they're just trying to bring their performance art to the people of new york and they don't appreciate it mm-hmm. but yeah like they're they're like they're dancing the male mime slaps the female mime out of nowhere and then yeah. she spits on him right and then he like raises his hand like he's gonna hit her and she like runs away yeah it's the back and forth you know and just like that you know peter like just keeps yeah. like pulling jackie's leg for no reason yeah he's he's like self-sabotaging he is it's very all the time it's terrible and he doesn't need to do that because you know jackie she seems like a very nice girl jackie does seem like a very nice girl i felt very bad for her yeah. this watch mm -hmm. because i was like ah she's like genuinely interested in him yeah, and for some reason well yeah like his because i guess his like stupid charm really works on her in the beginning yeah. mm -hmm. um i think the beginning is definitely where peter is like the most charming and the most normal like mm -hmm. you know he's obviously like very awkward but like he doesn't seem like an unfun guy you know he seems he is weirdly charismatic like there are moments where he is able to convince people that he is a a cool nice guy yeah and like yeah. have them laughing and smiling right i mean even alva like uh when he's like apologizing to her he's after... talking about the mescaline yeah and he's like ah oh, high school those are the days and she's like laughing and smiling and she's right. like oh yeah and i'm mm -hmm. like girl he, this man chased you into the bathroom what do you do i mean but it's he, like he is her boss though so like she kind of has to uh, true. do that you know but he also he also pulls it off like when he goes to her house too where she's again she's like laughing and smiling and she's like yeah i uh, i appreciate it. and he's like holding that pathetic little ramen packet <laughs> and saying it's soup. soup yeah yeah that well, he, i mean he's like yeah, he has some kind of charisma, but it does not last very long. Yeah, I mean, he was just trying to call a truce, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. On Jackie, though, I think her fatal flaw, like, in this whole movie was during the, I don't know what you call it, the apology date or something, she's mm -hmm. dressed, like, way too cute. You know, when someone blows you off like that, and they, like, come for the explanation date, you need to dress, mm -hmm. like, more down. Because, you know, you're just setting yourself up for, like, some fuck shit. Yeah, I suppose, but I think she, I wouldn't say it's a fatal flaw. I think she just believes in people. I think she's, uh, I think she's evidently she's, with Peter, that is a flaw. Ah, uh, fair enough. I mean, she's definitely, she like, she gives people chances. Yeah. Which is, you know, yeah, good of her. Right. She's just like a Even romantic Peter woman in the city, it. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, another yeah, side note. Yeah, I felt bad I, for her. Yeah, for sure. Another side note, I, I really enjoyed all of Jackie's earrings. In the first scene, yeah. she has, like, these, like, triangle ones, and they have, like, these, like, swervy, like, arrows attached to it. I don't know, it looks very cool. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of neat little uh, earrings that the ladies wear in this film. Yeah, I was gonna say, on top of that, the style of all the women in this uh, movie is... They're dressed so well. Yeah, like all the, the I like I like notice like all everyone in this movie wears such like cool clothes. Yeah. Even Alva's like work dress is like still pretty cool. I like 
I like yeah. like the pattern and everything. Yeah. Everyone um, but, but Peter. yeah. Who? Peter. Oh, Peter. <laughs> yeah, well, because the he, main character he's... of the movie, Cassidy. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Don't so really <sighs> excuses. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Peter, he, he does the whole American psycho thing. I mean, he, he, he dresses does. like how he, everyone else is supposed to dress. He dresses in, like, a suit. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, like, like different, complete... a slightly different suit every day. Yeah, I think his, like, completely black suit is fine, because, you know, it's a black suit, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, he could spice it. He's not, like, terribly adventurous. No, he doesn't he, strike me as an adventurous guy. He strikes me as like the guy who like wants to put on the air of adventure while like still being completely mm-hmm. planned, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, th- there's definitely an example of that somewhere in this film. I just can't think of it right now, and I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. Do you think he like actually knows how to play chess, or is it just there for decoration and to give the air of sophistication? It's definitely there to give the air of sophistication. He. He does not strike me as someone who knows how to play chess. Mm-hmm. I, only I mean, s- he yeah, he probably knows the rules, and he probably knows like the names of the gambits. Sure, but I don't know if you actually played him, he would win. In the beginning with Jackie, he like moves moves one piece once, and then she moves a piece. But I must admit. I don't know how to play chess, so I don't know if that was like a legit move or not. Wait, when does he? When uh, does he play chess with her? He doesn't like fully play it, but like what in the scene where he brings her to his apartment for the first time, he like as a joke, he moves like one piece, and then she moves one piece, and then they go back to having sex. I, <laughs> Matt, you are so. Tuned in your this third movie. eye, dude. <laughs> I didn't see this. I'm starting to wonder if you dreamed this, Matt. I did not see him no, do this. I'm, maybe I'm also just I'm also so distracted whenever they go to his place in the beginning. Yeah. By how hard of a time he has taking his clothes off. It's pretty funny. He, he really struggles. He does. He like takes off his like shoes and socks in like a very strange way. He makes sure that we see it on yeah. the camera, even though like the camera's up here on his yeah. head. He like brings his foot to his head so he can take his shoe and his sock off. He does. It doesn't look very sexy. Nah, I'm like, like by the time he has taken his coat and tie off, uh, Jackie is already naked. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, dude, <laughs> you need to, you need to get to it. Yeah. Really quick, I'm gonna blow my schnoz. Oh, I can't hear you all of a sudden. Oh, you're muted. I see. I am? No, maybe not. Maybe we should oh, bring the computer close. Oh, you're, you're back. You're back. <laughs> okay. Don't worry me. It's all good. Yeah. As long as you've got waveforms, it's what's important. I do. Also, I'm going to um, blow my nose real quick because it's fucking oh, spring no and I hate it here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was blessed with not having allergies. I don't I... have allergies to anything. It's just yeah, spring allergies. Anyway. It's just spring allergies, but it does really hit me hard every year. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like I don't even have those. Yeah, I don't know. New York, I feel like has like a way higher pollen count than other places. Uh, you know that makes sense because cities are extremely planned, and I remember reading somewhere that like basically all city planners were like, uh, you know, we we don't want people to have free fruit, so let's just plant all male trees. Yeah. 
And so that's why there's such incredible amounts of pollen in the spring because there's like nothing but male trees around and no female trees. Yeah, to bear those, fruit. I'd love to talk to the person who's in charge of this because you know I'm really struggling. Out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, I feel like I feel like you and a bunch of other people. I might I may have radicalized some some <laughs> listeners who didn't know that. Yeah. Who also suffer from allergies. Yeah, anti-allergy gang. Come on, guys, let's rise up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I am like during the scenes where Peter's in his apartment. I am like super like hard like looking at everything to see like how it informs his psyche and stuff. Like he has these paintings, mm-hmm. but and there's this one painting specifically. It's like like partially a landscape but there's like these three figures in it and there are two figures off to the side and on the other side is like this one person alone facing away from them and i wonder if that's like that's how he feels oh it definitely is yeah and then everything else is just like fruit and like you know like not particularly Mm -hmm. striking stuff like stuff that like you know not to shit on whoever painted all those things but you know shit that you put up thinking like yeah like Art's like mm-hmm. what sophisticated people like have in their thing, you know. And we definitely know that he doesn't actually appreciate <laughs> art because he goes to the new museum with Jackie and is like bored out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's a very interesting scene to me. I was thinking about it when I was yeah. watching it because it was like they both go to the new museum and they're walking around and I don't it's it's i i had a very interesting thought when i was watching it because like they walk up to this painting they're both like looking at the painting and then jackie turns to him and is like do you like it yeah and then he's like i gotta go piss and then he ditches her yeah and in that moment i'm like i don't like either of you (laughs) like peter lowe obviously is worse because he is acting like visibly bored and like being an asshole and then he ditches her yeah but also i think that's such a, like i don't know i i've been to a lot of museums i've been to a lot of museums with people before mm-hmm. asking do you like it seems like a weird thing to ask someone at a museum full of art like is Jackie going up to every painting with him and they stop at and she's like oh hey what about this one do you like this one you know I disagree I think oh, I think yeah? I see where because you know they're just getting mm-hmm. to know each other and I think Jackie's like well what what kind uh, of art does this guy like because you know they're in a museum true. surely like they could like find a bunch of stuff and you know it is like it is like a little more like formless like it's like I don't know like expression it's like figure drawing like it looks like it's like yeah. you know a bunch of frames of someone dancing like spliced together and you know it's yeah. not for everyone but you know peter obviously like is a boring traditionalist like he looks at he's like oh you know it doesn't look real it's not a renaissance painting it's not a renaissance painting you know i don't see any domination yeah. in it you know where's the romance <laughs> You know, not a fairy yeah. tale romance. I'm talking about real love. You know, <laughs> you know that's what he's yeah. like. He's like, I feel like he's like Ben Shapiro-y ass, like takes on art. You know, Oh, he does. He's like, ah, uh, he really is like American Psycho if he was Ben Shapiro mixed with Ben Shapiro. You know? Yeah, I could see Peter like liking dance music though. I don't. I, you know, actually, 
I'll have to run that back a little bit. I think, you know, the base of his, like, art consumption probably is, like, very mm -hmm. held back and conservative. But he's a little bit yeah. of a freak at the same time. Like, he likes Nosferatu. Like, you have to assume that he owns that on VHS, and he just watches that. Yeah, but I would also say he might be he might be the kind of guy who also doesn't watch new movies either. Mm-hmm. Or thinks that new movies are trash and is like the kind of guy who's like black mm. and white only. Like mm. I feel like I feel like maybe he might be a little bit like Nick Cage in real life when it comes to yeah. movies, where it's like I'm sure Nick Cage likes more movies than just like the black and white German expressionist classics. Yeah. But I feel like he does talk about those all the time and in his interviews. That's true. Yeah, so I think Peter Lowe might be like that. I mean, I think Peter Lowe might be like that, but worse, wherein he's like, oh, the, what, what movies were out in 1998? 1998. Or 88. 88. It was, was Terminator out yet? Yeah, he's like, Terminator trash. I only watch Nosferatu and the, the. Cabinet Doctor of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. I feel like. You know, I feel like Nicholas like, Cage. Fine, but... Yeah, yeah. I feel like Nicholas Cage and Peter Lowe both like relate to the the monster guy in Caligari a little too much, probably. Oh yeah, the the somnambulist. Yeah, that guy. Caesar, I think his name is. Or Maybe? am I thinking of Big Top Burger? Why do you think of Big Top Burger? <laughs> yeah, same thing. You know, whatever. Worthy did design that. Uh, that that character off of the somnambulist that makes sense the one that chris fleming voices yeah love chris fleming yeah love chris fleming live love worthy i recently watched um those distant land adventure time shorts i haven't seen them. or they're not shorts they're like 45 minutes long each but yeah, like the new hbo like yeah whatchamacallits how are they there's they're good. There's four of them. Yeah. Uh, I watched the, the the one about Finn and Jake called Together Again. Mm -hmm. uh, and Chris Fleming's in that. He plays New Death. Nice. I It's I, pretty it's pretty cool. I feel like Chris like his his voice is made for like zany cartoon voice acting for sure. Oh yeah. If not his voice his his is like acting or his just like his mannerisms, personality. His franticness. Yeah his ability to say crazy shit on a whim it's like very like poignance and like idiosyncratic kind of like madness yeah he's very uh he's very specific very gifted with descriptions yeah, yeah. specific description mm -hmm. uh, shout out to chris fleming yeah for sure love that guy come on the podcast oh please i would I would love nothing more. Mm -hmm. I want to know what Chris Fleming thinks of this movie. I'm sure he'd think a lot of things about this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm and I'm not smart enough to to predict it, so I'm not even gonna try. Oh yeah, we don't know this man. <laughs> yeah, I can't know his his He's uh, his mind. Yeah. Um, speaking of voices, I wrote a note here saying Alva has such a good voice, and it was gonna be my standout moment of the movie, but I think I chose a different one. I don't remember what it was. Matt, do you do you have a standout moment of the movie? Standout moment of the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm calling the favorite moment now. Yeah. Let me I'll think. I mean, every time that he... 
Peter has like this very specific way of conveying, you know, anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he like, even when he doesn't think he's a vampire yet, he does this where he like his shoulders get very stiff and his mm-hmm. eyes bug out and he like opens yeah. and closes his mouth like like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that several times. And every time mm-hmm. he does that, like, I think that's, like, a wonderful acting choice, but... Yeah. That... When he first did that shit, I was, like, amazed. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. That was also my first... When we first watched this movie, that's what made me think he had rabies. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. What was my standout moment? Oh, I don't think that's my favorite moment. Though. Oh, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I think that was. And I've always liked this scene, but the scene where he's explaining how he was turned on by the bat, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, like I really love the disconnect between him and Doctor. What's her name? Glazer. Yeah, Doctor Dorothy Glazer. And she's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you're having sex previously, yeah? And he's like, I mean, yeah, but I came down, okay? <laughs> and it, Yeah, he's so defensive. He's extremely defensive, and he's like, you're not oh. getting me. And I'm just wondering, like, what is it about the interaction that, like, that he was turned on by it? Was it the violence? Was it that he's just a little vampire freak? Like, he just really likes mm. vampires? Yeah. Was it, I don't know. Maybe it was the idea of vampires that um, popped into his brain. I, guess I so, noticed yeah. this too. He, um, oh, you're getting a call. I am. Uh, just wait it out. That's all good. I noticed um, he doesn't have his own ideas. Hmm. I, I noticed this. Whenever someone will say something in the movie, yeah, and he will say it later on in a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the first example of it, but like when Alva says that she is out with a bad cold and hears that, he's like, a bad cold, huh? And then when he's calling Dr. Glazer with his mouth full of vampire teeth, he's like, she's like, do you have a cold? And he's like, yes, a cold. Uh, and it's just like several moments in the movie where he does that, where it's like he doesn't have his own thoughts or ideas it's like he just sort of recycles them later yeah uh uh, there's one that happens earlier in the movie that's a better example but i can't remember it Hmm. um uh, it'll come to me some someday uh my standout moment uh, I think last week I mine was when he like gets on all fours and crawls away after putting yes, the yes, fangs yes, in. Yes. Great scene. Well, my 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 stand up from this watch is just before that. Mm. It's when he like puts the fangs in, and then he like looks over at the camera with his mouth full of fangs. Yeah. Uh, it's like euphoric. And there's for like him. a yeah, and there's like a music sting, and it's this music sting that would be like used for when you see the monster yeah in the movie for the first time and it's this moment is treated like that and i think it's really it's really awesome because it's like 
all of a sudden it's like we're supposed to be horrified by this like hideous creature that's come out jumped out at us in the night but it's like it's just nick cage yeah with a mouthful of cheap plastic vampire teeth mm-hmm. um but he is a monster and, though i mean yes he is a monster for sure but i just love it, it like feels very b movie and really silly and it it works for me yeah i i i do love the vampire i think you know we we talk about this a lot but the vampire teeth is a fantastic touch really mm-hmm. completes his look absolutely yeah also i forgot to mention this when we were talking about the first bat scene earlier but after the bat leaves he gives the bat like a funny kind of like bashful like almost like slightly <laughs> horny look and he tucks his hair behind his ear and like smooths yeah. his hair out and it's very particular there are a lot of really nice little touches in this movie i i noticed another nice little touch too uh when he um i i I called it the boardroom giggle fest in my notes yeah when him and the boys are chuckling over him chasing alva into the bathroom yeah uh like when there's like when we first get on that scene it's like a wide shot and it shows all of them and they're all laughing uh there's like in that wide shot nicholas cage like turns around and like reaches behind him and like shuts the blinds that are behind yeah him. yeah i noticed that too and i was like oh hey that's so subtle that's so subtle and great yeah like it's a, it's like he, they're like subconsciously planting these seeds in her mind that it's like oh yeah he's gonna hate the sunlight yeah i can't he's... remember if this comes before or after he's like it's kind of bread in here doc Mm-hmm. But, i think i think it's like the day or two before he starts wearing sunglasses in the office yeah because he's so eccentric he's so eccentric god that lady <laughs> she's, she's something else yeah <laughs> i really like her i like her too it's fun she's it. like one of the few like also comedic characters in the movie yeah because you know everyone's playing it so like a straight drama but like mm-hmm. she and I can't think if there's anyone else like that. It's her, the guy who's like and, taking a shit in the men's bathroom. Yep. Are and like Nick the Cage old, himself. Yeah, Nick Cage himself are the only like campy characters at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's her line like? It's like she's in the workplace and she's like tgif that's what i have to say (laughs) once a weekend gets here all i'm gonna do is sleep oh this workplace is driving me crazy Mm -hmm. and then nick cage walks by and he's like good morning everyone she's like good morning (laughs) she starts typing (laughs) she's great i thought that she was also his his like other secretary that he calls on the phone because whenever she's Mm -hmm. there then it cuts to his office and like where like her seat is it's kind of like that lady but she has glasses and i thought she just like was never wearing glasses during her close-ups mm. but that is a different lady that is a different lady i don't remember i think name. she's like has the same job as alva yeah but you know obviously nick cage is treating alva worse yeah she's been there a little bit longer i guess so at least by a day yeah by at least a day according by at to least him a day. <laughs> 
Um, I remember we mentioned something about some like trying to explore what kind of vampire power he has. Right. Yeah, we were because uh, we were talking about how you know he might be Twilight vampire because he doesn't get killed by the sunlight. Right. Okay. I thought of one. Yeah. While we were watching the movie, do you want to do you want to hear what it is? Yes, I I thought of one too. Okay uh my my idea for his vampire power i think he has minor control over animals Mm. i think that's his vampire power okay because we see him interacting with animals quite a bit yeah but they never seem to really want to interact with him right like but he still is able to like catch like he he pulls off these amazing feats Mm -hmm. where like in, where he like tries to grab the cockroach and then he does grab it and then he eats it and then yeah. he like tries to grab the pigeon and then he grabs it and he eats it yeah and it's just like i think his power is he's able to make these animals like let him ha- like grab them yeah but i think that's all he's able to do that's all his power will let him do he can't like control them he can't like tell them what to do yeah. he can't even read their minds all he can do is like make them be apathetic to what's happening to them i think which i think is a for him yeah. a very powerful and strong vampire power i think like a very small case can be made that he has like extremely weak hypnosis because <laughs> yeah. like he he does pull off like little things here and there like yeah and i guess like Alva's just like very gullible but like when he comes to her house and stuff you know like, there's no mm-hmm. way that she should have, like, gone in that car with him. Like, this is, like, extremely psychotic behavior. Yeah, she's well within her rights to call the police and be like, hey, my boss is coming to my address now after I called in sick at work. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's, like, already, like, trying to assault her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, weak hypnosis and weak control over animals. Those right. seem very appropriate for him. Yeah, so I thought of that, and I thought of creating like extremely strong illusions but only he can see it (laughs) the only person he can competently hypnotize is himself exactly yeah he like fully you know he just he like fully like made himself believe that he can't see himself in mirrors you know it's crazy oh is that what's happening in that scene Oh yeah, in all the mirror scenes, she's like, "Oh God, I can't see myself." Oh God, you know. Ah, oh, okay. I read those scenes completely different because he's like, he's like, "Where am I?" Oh God, where am I? I thought he was like, I I was thinking like the guy taking a shit in there. He I thought he was like didn't know where he was. I thought mm-hmm. he like looked in the mirror and suddenly he was having like a like like he had alzheimer's or something where he like suddenly came to and he's like unfamiliar with the location nah, man. but we're here he's a vampire because ah. he's a vampire yeah he can't see himself in mirrors he can't. <laughs> <laughs> wow i i am just like that guy in that bathroom i fully believed that <laughs> he wasn't a vampire and he was just losing it he's just practicing his like acting stuff you know but he had to go back to the ladies bathroom as the guy said <laughs> Also, I really need to take a shit. Okay, do you want to cut this episode uh, shorter? Um, I, I don't know. I have, I have a few like nice notes that I want to like get before, like right after, right before. All right, we go. How? What are we? Whose turn is it? 
we're at like 35 minutes okay i can if you want to go now i can uh entertain the audience with um uh i think it's my turn to present evidence for him okay whether or not he's a vampire i think uh i it's think either, he, uh, did i go last time i feel like we like both like went a little bit Mm. I remember I said that it was because he shot himself in the mouth, but I think you said something different last time. Oh, right. I My evidence was that he should be able to fly. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll just read some of my notes to the audience if you want to no go problem. now. Yeah, no problem. All right. Audience, it's just you and me. Um, let's see here. Uh Matt's not here, so uh, <laughs> uh, he's not going to be able to refute me. But that guy who's sleeping with Dr. Glazer, I know you know him because you are also watching the movie, hopefully, um, or have watched it at least. That's definitely Emilio. No one can tell me otherwise. That man is Emilio, and I'm going to take that to my grave no matter what. Emilio is getting it on with Dr. Glazer and good for them because like we've said before they're both so handsome um and you know what that that's a movie i want to see i want to see a movie about dr glazer and emilio and i want it to be concurrent with this movie and uh that would be a very uh now i can't remember if um the love actually like all those stories intertwine or not. There's probably a movie like that, but not like The Love Actually. It's so early. I'm I'm glad that Matt didn't want me to wake up at 5 a.m. If peeking, peeking behind the curtains, we watched this movie last night, um, and then it was like 1 a.m. by the time we finished watching the movie, so Matt went to sleep. And uh, the other option would have been for me to wake up at 5 a.m. and we watch the movie that way and then talk about it right after. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to do that this week, but we might have to do it next week. So my brain's not going to be working for a lot of this podcast. Um, like it's not working right now. I don't remember what I was talking about, and I'm not going to go back to it. Uh, if you like slap bass, you'll like this movie. There's a lot of slap bass in this movie. Uh... Oh, hey, you're back. I'm back. Nice. Okay, what were you talking about? Uh, I was talking about... Um, I'm just convinced that Emilio is sleeping with Dr. Glazer. There's no way... <laughs> you're always on with this subplot. I watched so carefully this week, and... It was him, man. It was him. I think it absolutely There's is no not him. way. It's him, <laughs> I don't dude. think it's him. Well, we, we won't get into it, because I already got into it with the audience. Okay, um, well, right. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, do you have a piece of evidence that uh, proves whether or not um, Peter Lowe is a vampire? I have a case against him being a vampire. Oh, let me hear it. All right, so it might be the first scene in which we see him, like, sleeping mm -hmm. in his quote-unquote coffin, his turned-over makeshift mm -hmm. uh, 
book uh, couch contraption that he sleeps in. And yeah. with, like, a cable I kind of, like, stretch out, extended to be right next to him, he has a very little nightlight. Like, Is that a nightlight? It's a night, because there's, like, a little bit of light shining through it. Like, it's not, like, a plug-in thing that, like, you do oh. directly into the wall. It has, like, a cable. And I feel like as... Mm-hmm. If he was a real vampire, he would not need a night light, and he would prefer to be in complete darkness. But I think because mm-hmm. part of him is like a little bit afraid of the dark, I think he mm-hmm. needs that night light, <laughs> which strikes so... me as not particularly vampirish, personally. Especially since he's trying to sleep during the day too. Yeah. Like, why do you need a night light at the daytime, Peter Lowe? You fucking moron he's not yeah you're so right he's not a vampire in this watch for sure for sure yeah that could always just an idiot it's true could always change yeah he (laughs) i never noticed that damn i thought i noticed so much this time you've noticed so much more than me i'm all about the environment this watch that's true it's all about that also you know the picture on his desk i think it's his father i also think it's his father that that picture on his desk, I can never. We're watching this super legally on a super legal website. Exactly, but, it's very high quality. Yeah, it's like well, 8K. the quality is not. <laughs> yeah, but even so, uh, I, I I'm never able to tell like get a really good look at that guy on his desk. Mm-hmm. He looks very Lovecraft to me, though. Yeah, the yeah. guy looks very Lovecraft, which is appropriate for Peter Lowe. I feel like he had a lovecraft type father figure Mm, yeah and that's why he's such a dipshit i mean that makes i mean he's in publication and i like i often wonder like Mm. did he ever try to be a writer and failed because he doesn't have like any like particular like artistic zeal and that's why he's like in this he definitely did he definitely did and i know this for a fact because uh his delusions of that vampire lady she calls him this multiple times she calls him her little literary genius mm, yeah and that's only something i think you call people who are writers who are like good writers you're like ah, oh, this guy's a literary genius this, yeah this woman's a literary genius she wrote even even if they didn't write like creative fiction or whatever like like ah, oh, she wrote all these essays she's a literary genius yeah it's like i think people who actually write are considered literary geniuses yeah. not like a guy who publishes things exactly not to like throw shade on publishers but i yeah you know that's just his story um, you know yeah uh but yeah that i i noticed that i was like oh you're right i think he maybe did try to be a writer but he nothing he wrote was good so he yeah. like i think he know, tried to, to poetry dad's business I think he tried poetry yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, very hard. It does a very hard field to make it in. You know, very hard. Also requires you maybe to be more emotionally vulnerable, or at least more emotionally intelligent than yeah. he is. That's true. He like wrote like sappy like romance poems that like didn't really like mm-hmm. say anything about anything. No, it was well. It, I I know. I bet I could tell you what they are. It's it's very much him being like, all women suck. They don't want to be with me and be like me. Mm-hmm. It's like shit like that because like they're always being with other people. 
yeah very like incel type shit i also got big incel vibes from him in this movie because i was noticing like everyone around him was like yeah uh in couples and that was antagonizing him so right extremely yeah he like explicitly talks about how like how like he feels like everyone's like mocking him later Mm -hmm. i think to dr glazer but i think it was the the fictional like illusion dr glazer not the yes yes it's when he's like on the street talking to a wall but he thinks he's talking to dr glazer yeah where he goes whoa yeah (laughs) i love that scene that's such a good scene it's great i'll remember to bring it as my standout one day Mm -hmm. um all right we're almost out of time do you got any uh parting thoughts um let's see um i guess two Mm -hmm. uh i thought i was very struck this time after he shoots himself in the mouth where he goes Mm -hmm. boohoo twice yes like not even like like straight up just like boohoo you know which is yeah Mm -hmm. not a terribly like natural thing to say but i love that i love he sells it though he does and I also, really believe he's going boohoo. Yeah, he's that's his lowest point. You know, Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell would like recognize that as his lowest point. You know, the threshold <laughs> yeah. or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And one more thing, uh, I didn't notice him until now, but you know, Alva's dad is in the breakfast scene, but he does not say anything at all, either her father mm-hmm. or maybe uncle or something. But there's an older man like eating breakfast oh, yeah. with Emilio and her mom, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna have to remember to look at him next time. I, yeah. I've noticed his presence. I but like I'm trying to think about him right now, and it's like a blank void. There's yeah. like a hand holding a plate with eggs being scooped onto it, and that's all I remember. Right. You know, although they are very different in like many ways, you know. Alva and Peter are similar in that they have like turbulent relationships with their parents, it seems. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wonder if they just talked it out, like maybe he could like find some common ground with her. Maybe, but I think Peter Lowe doesn't have enough empathy to That's true. see that in him in anyone else. Because they also like they're not poor, it doesn't seem like, but they're definitely like lower income than him. Yeah. And they all definitely have like they I think all of them have jobs. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think he could relate to that. I don't think he can relate to a working class family. That's true. He doesn't seem to show any, like, sympathy or empathy for, like, any other human being in the film. No, not at all. Like, even when he feels bad, like, he seems, like, very, like, feeling very guilty after killing that woman in the club. But that seems to be more that he's, like, kind of disgusted with himself than anything. Like, but not Mm. coming from, like, a, I feel bad for killing this woman. It's just, like i'm retching now and also like i don't know if i can like keep being this monster forever you know he doesn't seem to want to be a vampire uh yeah that's it is interesting his weird relationship with vampirism because it's a fantasy but he also like rejects it yeah yeah oh that's that's true yeah that's something we should get into on next episode yes uh yeah we should we should close up for now i have to start getting ready for work yeah you're not gonna roll Uh, up like that with the mountain dew shirt (laughs) uh maybe when i've had this job a little longer okay (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, it was good talking with you, dude. Of um, course. Next time we do this, let's. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm curious to try doing this where I have to wake up at five in the morning and watch Ooh. the movie and then talk to you. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm like. I, I'm curious to like get into you know some yeah. weirder watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very method. You know, I was thinking of doing the mm-hmm. same thing, but like going to a club at like four in the morning and doing coke and like the side and then just watching the movie <laughs> on my phone. Hopefully, no one approaches me and you know tries to touch my <laughs> yeah. movies and all that. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You we gotta watch out for guys with the uh, plastic vampire teeth in the oh, club. I'm... They're real. They're weirdly dangerous. I mean, I'll be on coke, so I'll like my eyes will be wide open. You know, I'll be on alert. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, it was good talking with you, dude. All right, you too. Thanks for listening.